Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Well, hi there, I'm Neil Driscoll. Welcome back to Boating Insights. And today's episode is looking at five ways to simplify your boat. I hope these are useful. I've just been giving some thoughts, some of the areas uh, over my years of managing either my own or other people's boats, the bits and pieces that I found could have an impact on just making the boat a bit easier to use. Uh, Depending on the boats that you have, they might not all be relevant to all of you, but hopefully one or two out of the five at least will, will be useful and potentially for some of you all of them. So let's jump straight in. The first one is looking at setting up marks and when I'm talking about marks, I'm talking about putting putting marks onto maybe ropes or straps or fenders or even covers. Basically, anything that moves where you have a, a starting point and a, another place that it gets to. Maybe as a, a simple example, if it was the webbing on your trailer for, you know, a trailered boat, it might be a mark on the on the webbing where the where you stop winching once the boat's all the way on the trailer and a mark on the webbing where the when it where you've got to it when the bow is clear and off off so that for example if you were running the strap out ready to hook it on when the boat comes in that you know exactly where where that would need to be without just trying to remember if you want to get really funky you could even use different colors sailing boats hopefully it's pretty obvious but all the all the moving ropes for example the the thing you need to remember as well is is there a way you could make this easy to recognize sometimes people might put a little bit of a a colored whip on the rope so you, you kind of get get some whipping twine and whip it around and put a couple of stitches through to try and hold it in position realistically even really good laundry pens Um, which are sort of permanent markers if somehow you've not come across those before they I've I've never seen them last longer than mm, probably three to six months but yeah if you can be bothered you keep topping them up you I tend to find though that they're all in a good position and then they fade and you do it again and then the rope ends up with lots of marks and doesn't quite work in the same way so that that can be better than nothing but you just got to be mindful if you are using pen that it might well fade. Tape, very short-lived. It's unusual that I'll find that tape will last longer than maybe a, a week. It can be useful to put a bit of electrical tape or spinnaker repair tape or duct tape. You've got to be careful. It can often just jam up and get sticky and make the ref- or webbing a bit unpleasant. But if, if possible... Something semi-permanent that can give you an indicator of, you know, this is the fender at the right height. This is the trailer uh, winching webbing at the in the right position. This is where the, the, the bow line goes to or the main halyard or just anything that moves. If you've got a way that you can just make it really simple for yourself, then, you know, marks can be, marks can be really helpful. My last part of advice on marks, you're probably amazed so I could talk about this for three minutes, but my last part of advice on marks is don't do all of them at the same time. 
you'll often do one and try and do the one that you would think might be the obvious one say for example for a sale like the hoisting point or the trailer i've kind of gone through already fenders might be the ones that go in the middle or the ones that go at the bouncer and that sort of stuff but do them then have a go at using it and see if it worked and if it was as obvious as you were thinking because sometimes you'll <laughs> i've definitely done this you run through and you'll mark everything and then it hasn't quite played out how you're thinking and now you've got marks on absolutely everything uh, so that's something to think about different color paints and things can be quite good as well or you know, but depending what you're doing if, a little tip i know it's probably going to sound really obvious but if you haven't marked something before just if you google good way of um, marking a, a non-stretch rope or a piece of webbing you will inevitably see that someone's come up with something for whatever it is that is probably quite a good idea so that's just something that you might want to think about but that can have a huge impact in leaving things in right position and just by avoiding things being left where they might have kind of play or movement or get caught it it can have a huge and very simple cost-effective impact in the long-term maintenance of any boat the next one is learning how to use some of the alarm features on your navigation system so whether you're navigation system is as simple as just having something like decky or navionics on your phone through to you know a full bells and whistles chart plotter integrated system with radar and ais and all that good stuff there are usually some kind of alarms that you can have set up via anchor drag vessel uh distance that you've gone from the run line or approaching a waypoint just have a go at finding an alarm that you've not used before that might be useful for you the often people are using an anchor drag alarm but maybe not with as much care as you could be um and we've had your other podcasts we've looked at this in advance but for example thinking about making sure that you actually know exactly where the anchor is and that the alarm is set for example having anchored by then gently motoring forwards and making being mindful of prop wraps but trying to actually set the anchor alarm from when you're right over the top of the anchor uh, marking a waypoint when you drop the anchor can really help you with that you know, obviously if it's very shallow very clear water you're only in 10 meters of water this is going to be mega easy if it's not clear and it's um or it's a bit deeper then it's not always so simple the anchor alarm is only one of the available things so just have a look at the electrics you carry on board and see if there's an alarm that could just be helping you kind of maintain a broader systems watch on your boat that you are not using that might just make your life a little bit easier my next is one of my favorites is the updating the vessel stowage diagram now if you don't have one of these then you might want to consider making one if you have one i often chuckle one of my giveaways that they're out of date is when i've jumped on someone's boat and it's got the previous boat name written on it it's always a, a pretty good idea that there's a few updates you might be able to make not not usually not just the name but where every other piece of equipment on it is i would go so far as to say if you're carrying a, or displaying a you know a stowage diagram on your boat and it's not accurate it's probably doing more harm than good so just take a minute think about what i just said and try and take that one on board they don't need to be really complicated we've often found like a little key can be gold so for example 
maybe having a table at the bottom with a few very simple symbols, like one for a fire, things that might get replicated a little bit, like fire extinguishers or uh, life jackets or radio, and then try not to get too carried away so that there's a 24 symbols pointing into the boat. But if you can avoid having to have too much text, particularly just a few key things like firefighting equipment or um, things that you would take when you evacuate, that can make things really simple. I always used to like having a different color. I always used red for the key equipment that we would need if we evacuated. Try not to get too carried away. This is what we would refer to as a, you know, an, a, an unplanned evacuation. So you've got to leave the boat within 60 seconds and there's nothing you can do to save it. What are the key things that you might want to have with you other than people, such as yeah, EPIRB, life jacket, emergency water, life raft, after that, probably getting into the nice-to-haves, grab bag probably, and then that's about it. And then, you you know, it's it's up to you, you're the skipper, but just thinking about what what the key things are that you can highlight to people. And hopefully as part of making a updated vessel storage diagram, it might occur to you that putting the key things in an accessible location and maybe together might might be a good idea so you don't have people running all over the boat to find the, the four or five key things that you, you you would need to take with you in a hurry or possibly returning into a boat that might already be on fire or underwater or um, no longer accessible now if you don't have a storage diagram even if you can just make a really i mean if you're doing the complete skip course you'll have seen we've got um, areas in the book that you can download and help you to lay out some of the key things that, and, and when they've come up we've, we've kind of given you indicators for those already as you go through the book but if you don't have one even just making a really simple diagram of your boat on something like you know google slides microsoft powerpoint and um, computers are good i think the the handwritten ones no offense meant but they're usually difficult to read uh, and difficult to edit i'm also a huge fan of avoiding lamination this originally came from the fact that if you have it in a plastic wallet that you can pull it in and out of rather than laminating it, if you realise something's not clear or missing or in the wrong place or you've just moved it because you realise that it would be better somewhere else, you can then just grab a pen, mark it up and take a picture of the markup so that you can make it look neat next time you get to a computer but you don't, you don't just end up sort of hoping that you remember because reality and if you're like 99% of us you'll never remember but if you avoid the lamination you know I'm more have I think we've all got a bit more aware of the impact it's only a minor one but every time we laminate something it's just going into landfill forever so if we can avoid doing that it seems like a bit of a benefit if you have to laminate it particularly if you're on an open boat you might not have any other options or obvious options but if you do have to laminate your storage diagram, please try and find somewhere on board that you can also keep a printed copy that's just paper that you can write on. So you can still do the things I mentioned in terms of marking up changes and keeping it keeping it accurate. Don't forget to put the date and version number somewhere on it so that you know when you last did it and know, know when you've updated it, which is obvious to say and easy to forget. Now another one, this is a bit controversial, I'm sure many of you have tried to do this at home as well, is uh, what we call the one-in-one-out policy. So every time something comes on the boat, something else goes off of the boat. 
now not always easy i appreciate and it will depend on on the boat so you can actually turbocharge this if you really want to get into it by trying to fill one bucket a month with various bits and pieces that you could get off the boat that you realize you're never using you don't have to get rid of them as well you know you potentially put them into a box somewhere in a garage or somewhere that you've got a storage solution so then if you think oh i really wish we didn't take that off the boat you still own it you're not buying it again but just seeing if you can minimize what you've got on board a bucket a month isn't a lot but by the time you've done that for a year you'd be surprised how much clearer and less cluttered your lockers will become now if you've got a potentially like a smaller or an open boat it probably isn't such an issue just because the the size and the amount of storage on board you're forced to run a pretty lean show already but most boats i think would be surprised as to how much is on board that isn't being used or it's the classic of the um my favorite i think of all of these is a punctured fender where i think we're all we're not quite ready to put it in the bin and we're just not sure what we would do with it so we just leave it in the locker um i have come or you know is it is it just deflated or is it punctured i mean i've rarely seen a fender just go flat that's not punctured but you know if you think it's if you think it can be inflated again inflate it if it can't then maybe get rid of it but just one in one out policy with the option of a turbo charge by a bucket of stuff a month for a year and i promise if you do this you will thank me for it it's amazing how much stuff accumulates on boats especially if you didn't buy it new and it came with a whole bunch of stuff that the previous owner generously left you with stroke didn't want to deal with themselves finally massive tack change is looking at documents this one comes up all the time when i'm doing the radio assessments i just thought i'd share it with a slightly wider community so if you're well inevitably any boat and potentially for your own licenses certifications you're you've probably got some kind of digital file that you're keeping things in i would imagine depending on your kind of online security will depend how you do it i don't want to make any recommendations about that however if you are keeping some digital records just as you upload them be it the boat's insurance certificate the registration your maybe boat license radio license sea survival qualification if you have it try and get in the habit and even retrospectively doing this of putting the expiry date into the name so whether you scan it or you download it or however you end up with it but just if you can start putting the expiry dates in it will make your life a lot easier you've got the option of using logbook our complimentary service to help you keep track of expiry dates as well but when you actually then need the document it can just make your life a lot easier to find and as you've probably noticed if you've been you know if you already own a boat or you've run them or run your own qualifications everything expires at different times you know rego might be every year insurance is probably every year but at a slightly different date boat license could be every three five ten years depending on your country radio license never expires so or normally never expires so just going through and taking the time to put the expiry date or make a note no expiry on it will um will be quite helpful and then if you can be bothered and again i promise you will thank me for this if you are doing that go the extra mile and put the expiry date into your online calendar or whatever calendar system you use at the same time and then just set the reminder based on what would be relevant so a couple of ideas for example 
my first aid qualification, I always put it a month out because there's normally some part of it, you know, online and in-person element. I just need to get my head around what the calendar will look like. So a month tends to work for me to know that's coming up. Registration's really just a question of logging into a system and, um, you know, basically just pulling my credit card out. So I tend to just do that a week out. A lift out for a boat not on a trailer, I'd try and organize that about three months out just so I can start planning the wider picture and putting together what the what the whole project will look like. So yeah, a pretty wide range of ideas for you there from setting up marks on everything that moves, learning how to use an alarm feature on one of your electronic systems, updating and or creating a vessel stowage diagram setting up a one-in-one-out policy with the option of a turbocharge, and finally, just looking at the naming convention and digital reminders, including the option of a logbook that you might use for your digital records for the boat. So thank you very much for listening. I hope this one's been helpful, and I, I certainly always enjoy trying to do anything I can to help make you safer and get out on the water more. So I hope this one helps you. Cheers. Cheers.